0: Hi, my name is John Kim, I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed, on purpose, because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. I just did a video about changing your state. I give three tips and I actually want to ask Vanessa for hers. So mine, of course, you know, there's so many, but the three that resonated for me today, one was to lift heavy things because it uh, changes, it, it shoots chemicals in your brain. I felt that today, Vanessa yawning. <laughs> Two, I said, have lots of sex. And I said that because I think that uh, sex is something in our society where we tend to suppress, or put on the back burner. And if you don't have anyone to have sex with, uh, exploring your own sexuality. Sex with
1: yourself is underrated.
0: Sex with yourself is underrated. Recharge your batteries. Uh, And I don't mean just have like sex as far as um, unhealthy sex or degrading or having sex for someone else. I mean in a healthy way. I do believe that we are sexual beings as we are spiritual beings and there is a flow and an energy to your sexuality if you consider it a practice. Mm-hmm. And so the release, the exploration, the leaning into and uh, accepting you as a sexual being. I just don't think we practice that.
1: Sliding is so nice.
0: That is, I Look at your glasses, damn, they <laughs> match my shirt. And then number three, um, go to therapy. Meaning having a place to process, which then brings stuff up, which then gives you insight, revelations about yourself, your story. You're able to uh, connect dots and to understand yourself better. And uh, I think that without that, I don't know how people can grow and evolve. So those are my three tips today. What are yours, Vanessa?
1: Three tips for what? Just to
0: change your state. Um, this was a topic because I woke up very unmotivated and I just wanted to sleep all day. And I got myself out of that state. What Sorry. would it be for you, meditation?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice to be able to find time to do that with a kid these days, right? I'm sure really all y'all feel me. Um, if you can find a moment.
0: Wait. Someone says five minutes. Therapy costs a lot of money, and what if you can't afford it? If you can't afford therapy.
1: I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can approach therapy. It doesn't have to be the traditional one on one therapy. You know, there's a lot of therapeutic groups out there that can be really beneficial. Also, it doesn't, it pretty much doesn't matter where you live, although I'm sure that's some difficulty in the rural areas, so I don't want to totally misspeak. But um, there are a lot of actually decent clinics out there that will provide low fee and no fee therapy, and you'll be working with people who are coming through their therapy training. So you're not going to be working with a seasoned, you know, 20 year veteran, but we've all done it. We've all worked that, that way. So if you can't afford therapy, no fee and low fee is a hundred percent the way to go. It at least gets, it at least could get, get you going and get you familiar with the process. Um, but a lot of kind of, I think one of the beautiful things with social media is that it's opened access to therapy and therapists in a way that you didn't have before. So some group stuff might be really beneficial. That would be a low cost.
0: Idea. And also, um, our friends are not a therapist, but if you have friends with capacity,
1: mm.
0: if you have friends with capacity, knowing that they'll probably end up telling you how to live your life, and um,
1: no, I don't like, I don't agree with that.
0: I think you can process some things. Don't you have friends that you talk to? Of and, course, and that that process can be therapeutic. Now of they're not having treating friend, you for no, anything. No, having
1: friends is very important, just in general, to have a fulfilling life. We need to all actually put a lot of work into having community because not having community and feeling alone and being isolated is actually one of the greatest indicators of an early death. I mean, it, it impacts us that greatly. And I think there's a difference between what I'm going to talk to and what I expect from my friends versus therapy. Like, I don't even think they're in the same, but that's, that's why,
0: that's why I said um, friends with capacity, knowing that they may end up coming in um, slightly loaded Telling you how to live, uh, giving you advice, telling you how to live your life and all of that. But haven't you walked away from meaningful conversations with a lot of insight and revelations about self with friends? Um, if you with have friends? those kind of friendships. Right. And listen, you, you <laughs> Which get a lot of
1: people don't. And I think that's part of the problem.
0: Sure. But be picky. You get what you paid for. Friendships are free. So
1: <laughs> that's
0: fair. So meditation
1: for sure. If mm-hmm. you don't have the time, like this morning, I didn't have the time to sit and do my my usual meditation. I tend to find my meditation in nature, so um, taking five to ten minutes just for yourself to walk outside, even though I know right now in some parts of the country it's like 20 degrees, I still think bundling up and taking a walk around your block and being mindful, like not doing it so that you can ruminate or like be in your head, but actually taking a mindful walk can be really powerful in as far as resetting. Um, Number
0: one, meditation. Yeah.
1: Number two is... Oh, ownership. So really taking stock or maybe thinking about what and where you can take ownership. So what's going on for you right now in your life where you feel like maybe you have given some of your power away, have been kind of putting yourself into a victim state. Something's happening to me. This person's doing this to me. That's happening to me. Um, And is there any room in those narratives for you to take some accountability?
0: So that's an interesting answer, Uh, ownership. I like it. How does ownership reset you?
1: Because ownership takes you out of the victim mentality. So a victim Mm -hmm. mentality in many ways can kind of deplete our energy. And even in situations where we feel like we are 100% the victim and we have been wronged, if we can find a way to attempt to take some of the power back, it can be a huge shift in energy, I find.
0: And number three, under the... Category of resetting or changing your state. Tip number three from Vanessa S. Bennett. (laughs) It's
1: like you're reading a movie trailer.
0: What does the S stand for? I mean, I know, but...
1: Smith, my old last name. I haven't changed my name yet on Instagram. Eventually.
0: Hey, anyone in the chat that knows Vanessa's middle name...
1: My middle name?
0: Yes, wins a free session from Vanessa.
1: No one knows my middle name.
0: (sighs) If If you can guess her middle name... You get a free session from Vanessa. You see how I put that on you?
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Challenge.
0: Number three.
1: Um, I know it sounds simple, but I was going to say laugh. I mean-
0: Oh, I like that.
1: I, this morning, I, I mean, I've been a little off kind of all day, and I think uh, this morning I had all these things I needed to do and get done and be productive, and I was really like beating myself up for not being in the mood or the energy to do it. Um And then I actually said fuck it and I gave myself permission to sit on the couch for a little while and like share funny memes and just laugh my ass off for a little while with some friends. And um, I felt better about it. I mean my energy hasn't totally shifted but it felt better not only to just laugh but also give myself permission to sit my ass on the couch for a little while.
0: I want to say some things about laughter because I I think uh – I agree with her 110%. But before I do, let's read off. Ray, a,
1: that's funny. That's my mom's middle name, not mine, but that is my mom's. Yeah,
0: let's read off a, a little uh, a, some names that people are guessing. Rose, Susan, Maria.
1: Maria is one of the most, like, well, most common middle
0: names, but no. Michelle, Marie, Marie
1: uh-uh. Sarah. Good good guess, story, but no.
0: <laughs> and Rose, Jennifer. Jennifer is not a middle name. Have you ever heard Jennifer's a middle name?
1: God, anything can be a middle name.
0: Elizabeth. It's uh, what my mom calls herself, she has many names. Uh, Ray, Isn't Grace. that, that Ray's My mom's name. Yeah, Alexandra. Carrie. Carrie. Oops. Avery. Ooh, I like that. Name. Carol. <gasps> oh my God! Someone guessed it. Who is that? <laughs> Someone guessed it. Wait, who is that? Do I know Lex, this Lex. Hey, Lex. By um, the oh, no way, you're doing this. Lex. Exactly. <laughs> Lex. Oh my God! Lex I'm, Chic or hey, Lex
1: Chick, DM me because you just yeah. apparently want. I'm gonna
0: session. take some ownership. Hey, Lex, you're gonna get a free session from me. It's <laughs> it's not not. I didn't think anyone would guess it, so I just said free session from for uh, from Vanessa. It's a joke. Um, fuck. Maybe we'll do a
1: joint laser session. Baby, I gotta work now. Yeah, we'll Damn do a joint. It. We'll do a joint session. We'll 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 DM we'll
0: DM okay. you or DM. Hey us. hey Lex, you're gonna get a uh, joint session, a 30 minute what we call laser session from uh me and vanessa via zoom dm me lex
1: Check. chick chic
0: chic holy shit you guessed it that's amazing
1: okay
0: okay so those are her three and uh wanted to leave just a, a little bit of room for questions about anything we do specialize in relationships and we just did a workshop based off our book it's not me it's you and while we uh can I
1: can I plug my 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 own stuff here for a second? Yes.
0: Uh, what I was actually going to do was stretch this a little bit because my podcast is ten minutes. We're probably is, like seven this minutes isn't in. A podcast? Episode, you don't think so? No, I like, think this is a great podcast we episode. All over the
1: place. That,
0: but, but. But I guess that's
1: your podcast. That's my podcast. <laughs> all over the place. So
0: what's interesting is Vanessa. All over the place for Vanessa is not good for me. All over the place is magic.
1: Are you stretching it by just being
0: quiet? No, I'm reading questions. So here's a question. How do you get out of a toxic relationship? I don't
1: know. You answer that.
0: Before I answer this, someone says, hey, young people, do not forget the flavor of your parents upon you and treat them with...
1: Favor,
0: not flavor. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm 49 and I need glasses, obviously. Hey, young people. You do- the
1: flavor of your parents.
0: Do you like the gift I just gave Vanessa of laughter because she said that laughter resets her? So as I was reading this, I said to myself, if I say flavor, she might laugh. And guess no, what? You did not do that on purpose. Okay, that's a lie. Hey, young people, do not forget the favor of your parents upon you and treat them with mercy and benevolence, benevolence if their health betrays them. And in all cases, stay by their side. You know what? This is such a poetic this is such a poetic yeah, comment, I think, like I
1: think it's beautiful, and there's each person needs to decide if their parents are worthy of benevolence. yeah, but
0: just what a good reminder you know it's my look it's my mom's birthday today, she's coming over, um I told her to pick a restaurant, and of course, her favorite restaurant is sizzler, like many Korean people, and uh, i said no let's 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 get something nice for you today, let's get you a good steak, so I convinced her to come over and uh hold on this 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 lands for me because. It's, it's saying to be kind to your parents. Okay. All right, moving on.
1: <laughs> How do you get out of a toxic relationship? You're trying, to, you're trying to save time.
0: How do you get out of a toxic relationship? Number one.
1: Just leave. No, that was mean. It depends that's on the, from when, an avoidant. When you say, no, who, whose default is if you're two. saying something is toxic, if somebody is saying I'm in a toxic relationship and you have already labeled it as such. Now, listen, if there is physical abuse, that's one thing you need to have a safety plan. There's lots of steps that go into actually leaving something that is lined with true abuse, control, financial abuse, physical abuse, my, emotional my abuse. My, first, my, my first answer isn't to leave.
0: My first answer isn't to leave. Go ahead.
1: A toxic relationship. Yes. Yes.
0: She didn't say, she said toxic, but yeah. we, we don't know what is contributing okay, to the go. toxicity.
1: So go. So what is your description? Cause mine would be, if you're truly, if you're saying it's toxic and you've gotten to the place where you're labeling it as such, then my question would be like, why are you still there? Right? Like that becomes a little bit of ownership, like self-ownership again, outside of all the other, you know, more extreme versions of toxicity that I just described. My answer would be self-ownership and saying, what is holding you back from leaving?
0: A lot of things can make a relationship toxic, right? Uh, so sure. there, there's a spectrum. So a relationship can be toxic, but it doesn't mean that people are um, abusing each other every day, right? So my first question to you is, what makes the relationship toxic? And is it fixable? So maybe you're part of that equation. Maybe you um, are very reactive or fast to anger or gaslighting or whatever, right? So like, because it, 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 I think yes, there are relationships where one person is the toxic person, sure, but many relationships, the relationship itself is toxic because there's a con- the two parts because there's a contribution of on both sides, and if you do everything you can and the relationship is still toxic, then of course an exit plan uh, to to leave the relationship is 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 a prescription but of course there's also love it's hard to leave relationships you know um because we have feelings and and we're f- afraid and all those things so just to leave is yes that 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 can be an answer but it's it, i think it's harder than that but even before that i think you have to ask yourself what makes this relationship toxic and what is your contribution to making this relationship i, mean, toxic? I think
1: that's uh, as a therapist i think that's always going to be our given that we ask because If you leave a toxic relationship without any ownership of what your part in the toxicity was, and I believe, and a lot of people are going to push back on this, a lot of people have a hard time hearing this, there is always two people in every relationship, so I don't actually care what the scenario is. There's always some tiny fragment of self-ownership we can take. But if you don't work through what that is, you're most likely going to find yourself in a repeat situation. It might not be exactly the same, but toxicity, air quotes, is a, it's potentially going to follow
0: you. Last night, Vanessa and I got into a little rift um, before going to bed, which is, uh, tends to be a, a bad pattern of mine. Um, I bring up heavy things or I say things in a way that in my mind doesn't seem heavy and then uh, it doesn't land right. And so we kind of got into it. And uh, this morning, um, Vanessa um, apologized because she was tired and, and she was a little bit reactive. And uh, I was reactive as well. And, you know, the revelation I had today thinking about, um, I wasn't replaying our fight, but I was thinking about, uh, I had this revelation, which, which was, um, and I think many people don't think about this. This is really important. Let me know what you think about this, blue eyes, blue glasses. The time of repair matters. So what I mean by that is if you're used to getting into an argument and then the repair takes weeks or months or maybe even days um, because people are not – people are avoiding or don't want to look at it or um, holding on to things, that I think can be – that can cripple a relationship. And I've noticed that with us, our repair time is uh, faster. So before – yes, uh, one or both of us may be angry for a couple days and eventually we, we you know, um, talk about it or get into a room with a couples counselor. But um, I thought with last night, the positive thing about it was that we repaired it first thing in the morning um, and at least talked about it. And yeah, and so that was, uh, I thought that was good. I learned to apologize
1: quicker.
0: Yeah, she she has. I mean in the time that I've known her uh I've known her for five years and she went from um what used to take years.
1: Oh years I wouldn't go that for much. many
0: decades and uh less than twenty four hours. I mean twelve hours. We were already apologizing to each other.
1: Yeah. Um I've gotten better at owning my part. And apologizing for my part and then leaving it at that. I'm not going to take ownership for anybody else's part but my own. And like it's a twofold for somebody who struggles with conflict and also apologizing and owning parts is taking responsibility and ownership of my piece and not taking responsibility and ownership for anything else. Um, and so those two things combined have been a work in progress for me.
0: Is it but what if you say sorry and you don't get a sorry back? Is it hard to then continue on? Yes. Yeah, of course.
1: But again, the practice is in keep your side of the street clean. The practice is in what is my 100% in this? And that is the only thing that I have control over. And so all I can do on my self betterment journey is to focus on that and stay in my lane.
0: Someone says, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming they're talking to me, do you apologize for bringing up a deep question so late when she's tired?
1: Have you apologized for that? I'm
0: sorry, I brought that up. No,
1: Daniel, he has not. So thank you for instigating
0: that. I'm doing it right now. You wanna see what an apology because looks like? Because
1: it's definitely a pattern. And it's actually a pattern, interestingly enough, in this book that we, our couple therapist is having us listen to right now um, by Stan Tatkin, one of the things he talks about with people on more of the anxious attachment spectrum is they have a tendency to bring things up late at night and they have a tendency to talk like say a lot of words about things um and not be super succinct but to do it at night and so that is definitely a pattern of yours
0: I'm going to do it now, and I'm going to show you what a real apology looks like.
1: Well, I don't know if I want you to do it now because it was motivated by somebody else.
0: Why well, I still mean it? do you yeah, I'm sorry. I brought up something knowing that you were tired. I didn't think it was going to turn that way, obviously, but there's no way I didn't know that it could have gone that way. Mm-hmm. So even the possibility that if I bring this up, it's going to turn into a, a fight, even even knowing that, I shouldn't have brought it up. That was selfish. And that's half of my apology. The other half of my apology- <laughs> I was going
1: to say, don't you dare say but. <laughs>
0: I said and, not but.
1: <laughs> but I was waiting for a but. I was like, oh, you were showing them exactly what not to do.
0: Hey, when you apologize, you say and, not but.
1: <laughs> but an and doesn't give you a but. It's like, okay, keep going.
0: And I'm going to make an effort. All my followers are watching. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make an effort to um, put a speed bump there if I feel something. And... Uh, not bring it up unless, unless I feel that you want to talk about it or that it's inviting and encouraging, you know. Um, but if you're not in that kind of place, I, I'm going to make an effort to not bring up stuff.
1: I'm going to venture and say this is not an avoidant thing, but if it's nine o'clock at night, I pretty much never want to talk about it. <laughs> I hate to say this, y'all. Anybody who has little kids will probably understand what I'm saying, or anybody who just is like me who doesn't do well at night, but after like seven or eight p.m., my brain's capacity to have deep conversations is just gone. I am like a morning and afternoon thinker. And yeah, but, what, really but why? why does it? Me. Why does
0: it have to be like that's? Like, why can't it be? Sometimes we might talk about deep things, and that's okay. Why does it have to be a blanket statement? because might, I'm an avoidant at nine p.m. I'm not I turn saying because I'm an
1: avoidant. I'm just saying it's also just me who I am, and I'm saying that a lot of people with young kids probably will understand that my emotional bank account by like nine o'clock is usually so depleted. I just come off of a weekend with like spending a lot of time with my little one and also with friends um, that it's really tough for me to tap into things like those speed bumps or empathy or vulnerability. Like I tend to be like logic, you know, get things done, whatever. But um, I'm not like a pillow talker. I I never actually have been a pillow talker. It's just not my, how I am.
0: I just don't like always and never. I don't like um, hard lines. Do you accept my apology or not? Yeah. Because you said, I accept your apology and then here's a new rule we're going to incorporate into our relationship. I didn't
1: say a new rule. You slipped it in. I'm not giving a new rule. I'm just saying it should be considered. It should be considered that any type of conversation at that time. Here's what I would appreciate. Not that we don't ever talk about it, but that it's always preempted with is this the time or the space? Can we talk about this? Are you open to talking about this?
0: And then allowing
1: me to have a a voice and a say, and if I say no, I don't wanna talk about it right now, it doesn't turn into a thing. It's just like, okay, I respect that. We'll talk about it in the morning.
0: So she wants permission. Yes. I think think that's fair. Um, Let's talk about Vanessa's retreat. This retreat is in Arizona. There's only three seats left and uh, her and Danae are running this retreat. It's all about, um, it's topical to what we're talking about. It's all about not abandoning self. So just real quick, what does that mean, not abandoning self? Why is this important? Why should people come and sit in front of you in Arizona and eat delicious foods And all the stuff that goes on there to start working on not abandoning self?
1: Oh, God, such a big question. Um, I mean, look, the idea of self-abandonment is is there's a lot that goes under the umbrella of self-abandonment, right? I actually, what I did last night was actually an act of self-abandonment. I knew that I was tired and I, in a sense, came out and almost asked permission to go to bed early as a way to potentially avoid some kind of conflict for taking care of myself and putting myself first. That is my own, but that is, but we
0: actually didn't talk about the topic. We ended up fighting because we were talking about the topic. No,
1: I understand that. But in going back, this idea of self ownership, the initial fire starter for our fight last night was me self abandoning. Had I not asked permission had I just said, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed and left it at that. I don't think the ensuing argument would have happened. So a lot of what I'm seeing from last night is also a pattern of mine still, and probably forever, unfortunately, to self-abandon. So an example of that might be asking permission to take care of yourself, putting that in somebody else's hands, manipulating or controlling in an emotional situation so that things might not go or go a certain way, right? People-pleasing, Um, it's a lot of the codependent behaviors that we see that are so common in relationships. Um, and so, you know, not speaking up and asking for your needs to be met, right? So Danae and I both from our own, we, we both have a depth psychology background. So a lot of the work that we do around this is soul based work. So if you sign up and you join us, just know it's going to be a week of really, like getting your hands dirty. Um, Danae comes at things from a much more spiritual psychology place. I tend to be a little bit more kind of grounded. Uh, I'm a Taurus, so I'm all about like tangible steps and tools. And the combination of those two is really beautiful. So we will work through a lot of what those self-abandoning behaviors are. And then we will move into the space of action, right? How is it that we then take some of these tools that we're gonna learn and put them into, into action, right? Now, on top of that, it's at a beautiful resort in Carefree, Arizona, Arizona. It's stunning. The amenities are beautiful. They have a whole slew of offerings of things that you can actually partake in just by being there. We have an amazing sound bath that they curate for us. We have a spa day that they, you know, kind of give us like the day to do our thing. So all in all, it is an amazing week. It's the first week of January, the 1st to the 6th. um, And you can find out more at the link in my bio or Danae's bio, but Last year, it sold out, and so it's kind of creeping up on that now. We only have, I think, three or four seats left. So if you're interested, for sure, and DM me if you have any questions.
0: For people listening, what is your Instagram so they could check out this uh, retreat?
1: Vanessa S. Bennett.
0: Hey, uh, the person that guessed, her middle name. Oh, I
1: have nice boobs. Deem. Thanks. Uh,
0: I think they're talking to me.
1: Oh, maybe you do. You do have nice boobs.
0: <laughs> are you talking about my pecs or are you talking about Vanessa's?
1: <laughs> I love I have nice boobs and I'm laying like this
0: um the person who guessed vanessa's middle name dm me and we will yeah i want to um um you know i don't i don't like people that say they're gonna do this or give away that and then you never hear from them on social um i will uh would uphold i will uphold my promise and we will do a live session with you via zoom thank you for listening be well and vanessa will see you at her retreat Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo. Lumia Coach Training.